SoWin TV presents. Welcome to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. I'm Jennifer. We would love to give you our magazine. Go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com to subscribe. I'd love to welcome you to my friend, Scott Turner. Hi, Scott. Hi, Jennifer. Good Thanks to for have having you. me. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. So we knew each other from Prestonwood Baptist Church for how many years? Well, I've been going there for 14 years. Okay, I've been going there for 19. Yes, and so we have been time. church friends and colleagues and brother and sister in the Lord yeah. for a long time. A long time. Yes. And I never knew when I met you and we were taking the kids in the daycare area, never knew that I was going to have a TV show That's with Christian right. testimonials. That's and right. So just incredible how God works all that out. Mm -hmm. So uh, Prestonwood, you've been there for a long time, and now you are, what's, what's your actual role at Prestonwood now? Associate pastor. Congratulations. Thank you. That I really, really enjoyed it. That is really awesome. You yes, know, I know when Jarrett Stevens left, he's mm -hmm. come on the show and Pastor Graham's come on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I was so sad when they told me Jarrett was leaving. <clears throat> I was like, no way. And I was like, there's no one that could replace him. And then you came. I was like, okay. So <laughs> yeah, you are an amazing you. man of God. And you just get up on that stage and God just speaks through you. And it just inspires us. Well, thank you, and Jennifer. So, you know, it's been a great joy. Uh, Jared is a great friend of mine. Obviously, I've been knowing Pastor Graham since I was a teenager. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it's a, it's a big deal to be able to share God's Word, you know, on the pulpit at Prestonwood. Absolutely. Uh, as a young man growing up in Richardson, you know, and being a part of this church for a long time, and I consider it a great privilege. Uh, so thank you for your encouragement. You know, Absolutely. it's the highest calling uh, that we can have. And so I want to steward it well. And absolutely. glorify God in it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you played football. What I what did. college did you go to? I went to University of Illinois okay. in Champaign, Illinois. Okay. You ever been there before? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the University of Illinois in okay. Champaign, about 36,000 students okay. uh, in the cornfield. Okay. Flatlands of Illinois, but it was a tremendous experience. And you're from here in Dallas. Yeah, I'm from here. I was raised in Richardson. Okay. Went to J.J. Pierce High School and got a scholarship to go to Illinois. Okay. So I played football and ran track at okay. Illinois and studied speech communication. Okay. Mm -hmm. And did you love football? I did. <laughs> I still do. You still do? <laughs> yes. So what happened? So you got drafted. I did. So I got drafted in 1995. Okay. Uh, when I grew up in high school, I was a running back. Uh, but I was only five foot ten, 172 pounds. And so I went to Illinois, which is in the Big Ten Conference. So you got Michigan, Ohio State, Purdue. You know, it's a, it's a, a conference that's very tough, you know, running the football. And so the coaches decided to move me to a different position. So by the time I became a senior, I played defensive back, which is cornerback. Okay. And so uh, we have tremendous defense uh, at Illinois. And I started on defense my senior year, only one year. Uh, and then I was drafted by the Washington Redskins. Wow, so just one year in college, yeah. and they drafted you. And one year as a, as a defensive back starter. Uh, and, you know, I didn't get invited to the NFL Combine, 
which is where all the players who want to play in the National Football League, you want to go to the combine. Okay. Because that's where all the owners and the coaches and the GMs and the scouts, they come evaluate your talent. Okay. So that's about a million players in college football, but only 300 go to the combine. And I wasn't invited to the combine. And so I had to wait for them to come to my school to work me out. And they let me run a 40-yard dash. And that was the one opportunity that I had to okay. show, you know, the skills that right. God gave me. And I ran a great time, uh, 4.24 in the 40. So that's real fast. Is that real fast? <laughs> I was going to ask. I'm thinking that For was people fast. That don't know. <laughs> the people that don't know uh, right. football, sorry. <laughs> and so, um, and by God's grace, I was drafted uh, in 1995 in the seventh round by the Redskins. Okay. and played nine seasons in the NFL for the Redskins, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Okay, mm -hmm. so 10 years in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So what was 10 years in the NFL? Like, there are people that only dream of that, and you, you got know, to experience yes. that. Yes, the average career is about three and a half years. Okay. Uh, and so to have nine seasons triple the average uh, is a great blessing. You know, the NFL stands for not for long, <laughs> you know, because I it's like such that. a short time as far as career average. Right. But every year in the NFL, every team that I played for, um, I grew as a man, I grew spiritually, I grew as an athlete. Uh, I met some tremendous life friends, uh, both in the ministry, in business, and in the athletic world. Right. My wife, Robin, and I, you know, we live in three great cities, you know, Washington, D.C., Denver, Colorado, and San Diego, California. Right. You know, and so we Amazing. have no complaints about the places <laughs> we live, but every team was different. Interesting. Um, every NFL team had different dynamics. Okay. Uh, but tremendous friends, tremendous life lessons, and it was not hard. I mean, it was not easy, I should say. Right. The NFL, what you see on TV, is a glamorous entertainment sport. Right. But God used that to grow me as a Christian okay. and to grow me as a husband and as a future father uh, and as a pastor. And so I thank him for my time in the NFL because it was a tremendous platform right. uh, that he used uh, to want to challenge me to grow me, uh, to transform me from the inside out. You mentioned that, um, mm -hmm. what team were you playing for that it was your hardest, hardest time? Oh, that was the San Diego Chargers. Okay. Uh, it was one year, we were one in 15. Okay, tell so me what that means win, again. one <laughs> 15 losses. Oh no, so that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> and so it was a very difficult time from a win-loss standpoint. Right. Uh, because when you have a team that only wins one game in a year, that's very difficult. But as I said previously, you know, God used our time. My wife and I hosted Bible studies at our home. And we saw people come to Christ. We saw families reconcile. And we all Beautiful. grew together spiritually. So while it was hard on the field, personally, it was, it was phenomenal. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then really, I guess, taught you how to lead more and more, right? Yes. And to see God's miracles through that. It did, you know, because now you're not dependent on man. Right. You're not just dependent on your skill set. Right. Or depending on how great of an athlete you are. Right. You're dependent on God to open doors. You're right. dependent on God to shut doors. Right. You're dependent on the Lord to grow you as a Christian. And it took time and effort. You know, it took sacrifice and dedication early in the morning, seeking God by way of his word and fellowship and prayer. And then to go to practice, you know, and do what God called you to do on the football field. And so for me, it was the best of both worlds uh, because I was totally dependent on God as an athlete, but even more so as a man and as a Christian. Uh, so I thank God for the most difficult year, right. uh, one of the most difficult <laughs> years of my career. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. I used to be a control freak with no supernatural power. 
<laughs> Once I figured that out, I was like, oh, but the God we serve has all the power. Amen. And like we were saying earlier, he says he knows how many hairs are on our head, That's right. which means he cares about the details. Yes. But we don't always care to include him in the details, but right. that's our bad, not his, that's right? right? So he says, keep knocking, keep asking. We have not because we asked night, as we talked about earlier. And very interesting when we include him in those details, no matter if it's a TV show, praying and letting him take over, That's right. or if it's in the NFL, That's right. and praying and letting him take over to make you the best athlete he can make you. Amen. So, That'll preach. Very interesting. <laughs> Watch out. Who knows? <laughs> when we come back, Scott gets called to the White House. We'll be right back. The Jennifer Sheehan TV show is real people with real stories of redemption, miracles, and overcoming. This is a TV show that gives God all the glory. The show is a 501c3 nonprofit giving back 100% of donations towards the Jennifer Sheehan TV show. We also partner with Operation Care International, serving and supporting the homeless. In a world that is spreading fake hope, only Jesus Christ and the Holy Bible have the supernatural power to change people and their circumstances. Production for the Jennifer Sheehan TV show is extensive, and we need partners to keep it on air. If you believe in our cause, please prayerfully consider to be a partner for a $20 donation a month or more. May God bless you. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. Okay, Scott, so you get called by the President of the United States. Right. What did that feel like and look like? <laughs> well, you know, anytime you get a, a call from the White House, uh, you have to take it. Of course. <laughs> and uh, it's a great honor to serve our country. Yes. I mean, as you know, serving in the military, you're my hero. Thank you. Uh, and sacrificing and giving your life for your country. Um, and so in this aspect, in this capacity, um, I was called to serve as the executive director of the White House Opportunity and Revitalization Council. Okay. And I know that's a mouthful. So in short, what that means is because of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, um, the Opportunity Zone initiative, Senator Tim Scott and others created an initiative to go into the forgotten communities of America, those communities that are poverty-stricken, uh, that have low incomes, oftentimes they have high crime rates, low education attainment. Uh, and so every governor, territory leader, and tribal leader of our country um, was given the task to nominate these census tracts later the Treasury certified 8,700 plus opportunity zones. And my job was to lead 15 federal agencies inside of these neighborhoods and convene all kinds of people together, right. elected officials, education leaders, faith leaders, uh, business leaders, and community leaders, all at the same table, Jennifer, wow. to talk about the pain of the community, to talk about what can be done to help people be lifted up in a community out of poverty, create new jobs, new businesses, new housing. And so I was, uh, in essence, an ambassador uh, for this initiative, a messenger, right. if you will. What an honor. Uh, it was um, inside of these communities to help people uh, literally to rise up uh, out of the situation that they were in from a negative standpoint. Now to having hope, 
you know, that they can provide for their families, that the neighborhoods can no longer be blighted, but yet come alive and transform again. And I got to work with some wonderful people, including the president, the vice president, and Dr. Ben Carson, okay. uh, who is a great friend and mentor to me. I really worked with him on a daily basis. Uh, to bring revitalization to the communities of America. Wow. So tell me, you know, you got the inside with not just being appointed by President Trump, but working with him. Right. So face to face and yes. working with him. Mm -hmm. Tell me what he's like. <laughs> well, you know, I like him. He um, he's a businessman. And one thing about President Trump, which I thought was was really misunderstood by a lot of people, because he's built businesses over, you know, decades, you know, um, in New York and other places, he's the type of man, he sees a solution, uh, he sees a problem, and he said, we need to come up with a solution. Right. Oftentimes in government, we see the problem, but we want to talk about the solution. We want to have meetings about a solution to get to the solution. Right. It's like, what's Pre the action? What right. can we do to change it, make it happen? President Trump, it, there was whiteboards all over the White House. This is the problem. This is the solution. These are the objectives. Now, let's check them off. And a lot of people misunderstood that because he didn't really sit around asking questions. You know, he wasn't a politician in the sense of he wanted to have a meeting to meet. He wanted to get together, discuss a solution, and then be, you know, go do it. You know, Absolutely. so he was action-oriented. And he loves people. He loves America. You know, there was time we would sit around uh, in the Oval Office um, at his desk with him discussing real issues, in particular in the black community, you know, and he would always ask, what can we do together to help people in the black and minority communities to rise up, you know, to be entrepreneurs, to be successful in business, to expand religious liberty, to take away regulations that hinder people, you know, from owning their own businesses, et cetera. And a lot of times, you know, people ask me, I say, well, it wasn't Trump. You know, he didn't really seem like he liked, you know, minorities or he liked black people. Well, I can personally say uh, that he does, you know, that he didn't really see color. You know, he understands that he's white and, and there's black people, there's Hispanic people. His heart was for people. You know, and I tell people oftentimes, if you're a president like him, you don't use a presidential appointment and appoint a Christian conservative black man to help a high majority of people, black people in our country if you're racist. It just doesn't happen. Interesting. And so by spending time with him, you know, we all have flaws, Jennifer. Right. Jesus was the only perfect one. Amen. But I can say with him is that God used him to give me an opportunity to serve my country and I'm grateful for it. I love that. And I love <clears throat> your perspective on that and what you've seen. And you had mentioned that not only were you a black man in there with him, but you had also a lot of women, black mm -hmm. women around you. Mm -hmm. How did how did that dynamic work? You know, it was a lot of fun. And because these women um, that worked with us, you know, there was black men, there was black women, you know, different ethnicities and culture. But we had a strategic alliance for the African-American community that was birthed out of the White House. And we would meet with the president uh, and his cabinet together, but in particular, the president. And how he, would he treat everybody? Like he treated us like sons and daughters. I love that. Professionals, but yet like sons and daughters. He would listen to what we had to say. And he would take it from us and say, okay, how can we get better together? And so those times, you know, the media, obviously they won't tell us about that. They don't show us that. But I can tell you personally that we had some really special times with him 
uh, as a group in the White House. I love that. I love your perspective. I mm -hmm. love hearing this because most of us just don't know that. Right. Wow. So that thank you good. for sharing that. Absolutely. When we come back, Scott's going to discuss how he's inspiring people and the community around him. We'll be right back. A house is built with walls, but a home is built with memories. Firehouse Movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs. Built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times, to display excellence, respect, and loyalty. We are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033 and let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do. Learn more at firehousemovers.com. By his grace, we live. By his will, we bond together to serve you. The Jennifer Sheehan Show magazine promotes and connects Christians and Christian-owned businesses worldwide. It's digital, nonprofit, and full of inspirational stories. The magazine is emailed, shared on our social media, and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to thejennifersheehanshow.com. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. Okay, Scott, so what are you doing right now with people in the community to inspire them? Because I think right now we could all use a little inspiration. Right. And you're right, Jennifer. So part of the job that I did at the White House or with the White House uh, and revitalizing the community, I really felt like God was calling me to continue that work in the private sector. For the last 14 years, I've served as a chief inspiration officer I for Systemware Inc., uh, which is our software company here in Addison. And so I have a tremendous assignment to be an encouragement uh, to teach and coach uh, and care for our employees at Systemware. Uh, so along with that, now that I'm back home from the administration, uh, I'm working with local people, local partners to bring revitalization to neighborhoods in Texas. And it. so the distressed communities in Texas, whereby doing workforce housing, workforce training, uh, job training. Uh, so we're doing that from the private sector and also with our nonprofit community engagement and opportunity council. Is a nonprofit my wife and I just started. Oh, we have a wonderful team of people. Thank you. And so really to be the hands and feet of Christ with this nonprofit, mm -hmm. to do access to sport and the business of sport okay. for mentorship and internship and then also economic opportunity. Because my heart, Jennifer, is that the, the conversation at the kitchen table will change right. inside of distressed communities. Now with t kids will be able to talk about, hey, I have an internship, I have a skill set, and now I have a port of entry to show my skills. I'm learning about what does it mean to be in manufacturing? What does it mean to be in aerospace, you know, or advertising or marketing? And so that's my heart, that this will far outlast me. When God calls me to glory, that this initiative, this assignment will continue to impact generations. And so really these things for me aren't work is what I'm called to. Right. Uh, but the core of all of these is serving as a pastor. 
at Prestonwood uh, and to preach the gospel, uh, right. to teach God's word and to disciple people right. in the faith. Uh, and nothing so that's more important. That's just it. nothing because, you know, it, it took till about 10 years ago when I prayed to, well, I prayed to receive Christ as my savior in seventh grade, but I wasn't walking with the Lord until about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what did I learn how to do? I read the Bible cover to cover. When I read the Bible cover to cover, he started speaking to me. Yep. When he started speaking to me, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then God says, don't just be a reader of the word, but a doer lest you be deceived. Right. So when I started doing it and started tithing and serving and anointing and praying and worshiping and, and then all of a sudden I, I get closer to him and closer to him and that joy, yes. that joy yes. and that peace, you yeah. can't buy it. Nope, it's not for sale. You know? Because the joy of the world is not true joy. Right. The, the peace that the world offers is fleeting. Yes. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. As it says in Nehemiah 8 and 10. And that's a joy that's not manufactured. Right. That's a joy that comes literally from the heart of God to the heart of man, in spite of your situation. Right. In spite of your circumstances. Right. So the joy that comes from Christ is a joy that transcends circumstance. Right. It transcends, you know, problems you may have. The joy of Christ is, is our strength. Right. And so it builds us up. It sustains us. Right. And so, and the peace of God, you know, the Bible says that the peace that God gives us transcends all understanding. And you know, as well as I do, there's mm -hmm. times in your life, circumstances in your life where you're at peace because you trust in Christ. Right. You're at peace because your eyes are stayed upon him. You're at peace in spite of. Right. You know, and so that's the piece we can't understand. It transcends, you know, our, our human understanding. But, right. you know, that's available to everyone right. as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. My favorite thing about him is he says he has no favorites. Nope. Loves us all exactly the same. Amen. That's how we're supposed to love unconditionally. Right. But Jesus was perfect at that because he is perfect. <laughs> right. We got to work on that. I'm like, Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, That's help right. me to love my neighbor as Amen. myself. Because <laughs> not everybody's lovable. Sometimes no, people including are a little me bit sometimes. hard. Uh, me too. Ask my no, husband. No, ask my wife. She'll tell you. But you know, God has called us to love people. Right. And to be a lover of people. And there's but, your key right there. Amen. Is loving people to Jesus, right? Amen. And I just think that so many people think that whatever situation they're in right now, because God says we're to, to count it all joy in every situation, be right. content. But there's something about when the Holy Spirit is inside of you and you're praying for God to give you that supernatural peace and joy, he does. Even in the worst circumstances, yes. you can still have that peace and joy. And Amen. you know, my old friend, Mike Fetchner, you remember yes, Mike Fetchner? He was my Bible study <laughs> teacher at Prestonwood for 10 years. And he gave me the best advice when I was in my 30s, long time ago. He said, I can handle anything the world dishes out as long as at the end of the day I know this is not home. Heaven is home. Yes. This is temporary. And while I'm here, I have an assignment from God. Amen. Drop can handle mic. anything. That's it. You can handle anything. And that impacted me huge. Yes. And I've remembered that all these years because it is it is absolutely mm -hmm. true. Well, that's a great So how lesson. do we get this joy? Tell everyone, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Motivational <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> how do we get this joy? Well, you know, number one is, and for all the listeners and the viewers, knowing Jesus as your Lord and your Savior is number one. Amen. We all need a savior. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. 
And so number one, Jesus must be Lord and Savior. Number two, spend time in the scripture daily, the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Gospels, the stories of the Bible. Every time I read the Bible, which is every single day of my life that God gives me breath, he gives me the opportunity to read the scripture. And when I sit down and read that, read my Bible, I may be feeling one way, but every time I get up from reading my Bible, I say, Lord, thank you that you've encouraged me, inspired me, that you've given me joy and understanding and clarity. Not that everything's perfect, not that everything will be easy, but I, I sense the joy and the presence of God through his word. And then prayer. Yes. Prayer and fellowship. This is fellowship. Amen. You know, having a fellowship with other believers, praying privately and publicly with other believers, having people pray for you or praying for others, laying hands on people. And so that's where the real joy and peace of God comes from is the word of God, the fellowship of God in his presence and then being with his people. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron, says the Bible. Amen. That's one of my favorite scriptures because we, we really need other Christians in our life. We do. And, you know, I just encourage everyone that's watching. I challenge you, read the Bible cover to cover. See if God doesn't speak to you and change your life as you know it. Because it will happen, no doubt in my mind. Amen. You Absolutely. know, isn't that the biggest change? Like, it's one thing to get saved. It's another thing to read the Bible cover to cover and start right. walking with the Lord. Well, God's word, you know, transcends, you know, everything. It pierces between the soul and the spirit. God's word is living and active. And you don't understand that until you start reading it and studying it and digesting it for yourself. But I would challenge and encourage anyone, pick up the Bible and read it and see what God does. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. (laughs) When we come back, you can also have that peace and joy. We'll be right back. constantly bombarded with this message that said you're a young African-American male, you need to be a thug or you need to be a hustler. My mom would take my brother and I to the movies to detach from our life. Michael Bay's film, The Rock, came out and I was just blown away by this portrayal of men who were going in to go sacrifice themselves to save others. I thought if I was to ever turn my life around, that's what I would do. Running toilets waste water. Did you know the average running toilet wastes around 70,000 gallons every year? We can help. Visit BenjaminFranklinPlumbing.com to request an appointment. That first bite was to my face. (laughs) Had a pistol behind me. He set the home on fire and burned my whole world to the ground. The hammer, I bludgeoned him. The bullet went through the lung and through his heart. The assassin, I'm here to kill you. I felt the bullet hit me and he became suicidal. God will give you the strength to press on if you put your trust in Jesus. I'm just here to tell you that your son will not make it. God wasn't through with it. I blamed myself for it. My father took offense to it, punched me in the face. You sold drugs and you were a pimp. Punch me in the face, knock me on the bed. When you're sexually abused, when you're physically abused, this is how big my tumor was. Wow. Told me that there were no more traces of blood clots. I figured out a way to solve the problems okay. in our family. And uh, I figured out a way to kill dad. Who are you to say that God can't change this? 
For more inspirational stories, see the Jennifer Sheehan TV show Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on Channel 33. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. You can also have that peace and joy. If you haven't prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray with me. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tune in next week. We have another powerful story for you. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.